You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's another surprising development this weekend. Uh, The Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're, if you're some, can we get some civet fingers, please? (laughs) Wow. Okay. You know what? He's he's a hell of a guy to make jokes about that. But uh, those are funny jokes. (laughs) Yep. Sorry for disparaging your wet markets, which we did many, many times. Well, they're kind of gross. You bought your barrel of bats, gray bats, floating around in liquid. Well, and then I remember where it was, uh, where we were told that it was racist to disparage a disgusting wet market because this, if it's a different culture, it's beautiful and wonderful. Now, our culture, which is the most successful in the history of the world, is awful and ugly, and every bit of it is terrible and racist. But every other culture, every aspect of every other culture, we must worship. Say the soft-headed xenophiles. <laughs> Please. So, we haven't talked much about this. Have you been following this trial that's going on against Fox News? A $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit brought forth by Dominion Voting Systems, who nobody would ever heard of. 
until they became a big story out of the 2020 presidential election. And uh, we were told by a whole bunch of people that Dominion Voting Systems was uh, the flawed in all kinds of different ways or actively changing votes to make sure Trump wouldn't win or run by a yeah, Vizal- crooked. Venezuelan yeah. socialist or whatever it was. And so there's a trial going on right now, and I'm not enough of a lawyer to have any idea uh, how... It's actually the, the pre-trial portion right now. It's uh, depositions and stuff like that. Have you read from anybody how uh, how likely it is that Fox is going to end up paying some or all of $1.6 billion? That's a lot of money. Uh, there are several questions within your question um, that they might be found liable. That's a it's a it's a hell of a task, given our first amendment protections of the press to get somebody uh, with a charge like this. You have to show um, that they had uh, intent or severe negligence. They were presenting things they knew to be uh, false and intended to do harm or should have known. It's a high bar, in my opinion. Dominion and their lawyers might be able to get it done. That number, the the billions of dollars, that's that's just attention grabbing. It's they can't show that much in damages, but they've got a chance of winning the case. So Rupert Murdoch, maybe you know him, currently chairman of the entire media empire, New York Post and other things, lots of stuff in Australia that owns Fox News, acknowledged in the deposition that several hosts for his networks promoted the false narrative that the 2020 election was stolen from Trump and that he could have stopped them but didn't. Court documents released on Monday showed. They endorsed, Mr. Murdoch said, under oath in response to direct questions about Fox host Sean Hannity, Janine Pirro, Lou Dobbs, um, and others. I would have liked us to be stronger in denouncing it in hindsight, he said while also disclosing that he was always dubious of Trump's claims of widespread voter fraud. Asked whether he doubted Mr. Trump, Mr. Murdoch responded, yes, I mean, we thought everything was on the up and up. At the same time, he rejected the accusation that that Fox News as a whole had endorsed the stolen election narrative. Not Fox, he said. No, not Fox. Yeah, the long and short of it, what's emerged from the depositions is that Murdoch and a bunch of the personalities like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson, Janine Pero, and uh, what's her name, Maria Bartiromo, all of them behind the scenes were saying, yeah, uh, Sidney Powell's a crackpot, Judy's a crack, uh, uh, Giuliani's a crackpot, the claims of the stolen election, there's no evidence of it, we don't believe it. But then it became clear that a large enough portion of the audience and perhaps a large enough portion of this audience believed it, that they were losing viewers. And so they were frantically trying to uh, thread the needle of not offending their viewers, but coming at least somewhere close to telling the truth as they saw it. And they were in conflict because they thought most of these claims are crap. It's Steve Bannon cooking up his throw everything into chaos plan. Then maybe we take it to the house and maybe we can win in the house. And they knew most of the claims were false, but they couldn't say it on the air anymore. Yeah, the interesting thing for me personally, it was Tucker Carlson that ended the conversation for me. Because in the early days after the election, he didn't believe that it was stolen in the way he later uh, would say that it was. Uh, Because I remember when Tucker Carlson invited Sidney Powell on the show, and he said, I'll give you the whole hour. Come on and say whatever you want. I'll give you the entire hour. Because if what you're saying is true, this this is the biggest crime in American history, which, of course, it would be. 
Uh, this is the biggest crime in American history. I have full airing. Come on if you want to. And then he, he said that all week long, and she never came on, which to me was the end of it. If you're not going to take advantage of going on the number one cable news channel and getting a full hour to say whatever the hell you want, to me, it just it made me think that she doesn't believe what she's saying either. Um, so as kind of a weird uh, turn of events that Tucker is the one that convinced me to uh, mm-hmm. to not pursue pursue it further. And then I can't remember. I've read a whole bunch about this because, um, not surprisingly, the lefty media is very excited about this story. Um, uh, that uh, I read somewhere that Tucker started going with things like, and I, and I watch Tucker semi regularly. He's a brilliant guy. I think he's full of crap half the time, but um, he's he's unbelievably talented. Uh, but he started going with, what is the answer? We don't know the answer, and we may never know the answer, but. We deserve to look into the question. So he wouldn't out and out say, this is true and I believe it to be true. He'd go with, we don't know, but we need to look into it. Even though he thought, you know, for instance, Sidney Powell's a complete crackpot. But getting back to your First Amendment issue, Mm -hmm. which you say is going to be the reason it's going to be hard to prosecute this case. I mean, how much crap do they put out on MSNBC that they know is a lie? Lots, it would appear to me. Most of their programming day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, how how are you? That's you know that's where you get into the difficult part of this. Yeah, well, it takes a specific entity that believes it's been so damaged that they're going to to try to reach that incredibly high bar of winning a lawsuit like this. Because you, you see defamation lawsuits a lot, um, but they never go anywhere. Well, the, and, uh, uh, or the, they the seldom Johnny, go anywhere. The Johnny Depp one certainly did. Uh, right. Oh, damaged, right. She damaged him enough that she owes him those many, many gazillion dollars. And that's what this uh, Dominion voting system, you, you damaged us so much. I mean, their brand for so many millions of people is a as a something they say they're not. Oh, right, right, yeah. So, but what I was saying was like with the MSNBC or CNN, utterly shameless, utterly dishonest, liars up and down the court. Uh, you know, it's, uh, New York Times has been utterly, unforgivably dishonest about a bunch of stuff. Adam Schiff, who ought to be banned from from speaking in public, a rare limitation of the First Amendment out of my mouth. He ought to just get his rights revoked. He lies so much. He's anyway. gonna he's gonna be your next senator from California, oh, according Lord. according to the latest polls. Got the well, smallest I'm, thinnest neck I've ever seen. He's got a huge lead in the polls, running yeah, for Diane Feinstein's seat. But, oh yeah, I have no doubt of it. I uh, but I'm kind of used to uh, morons, liars, and lunatics, uh, you know, representing California. So that's just. Same old, same old. But what I'm saying is there's been no entity with as big a a gripe against all the lefty media as Dominion has against Fox. So I can't sue MSNBC just for wasting my time. (laughs) No, no. Because I got to believe. See, that's the problem with this whole thing. If they decide that, okay, Fox, you're on the hook for this much money because you lied. Okay. How many hosts on MSNBC for five or six years knew the Russia thing wasn't going on anywhere, or knew Michael Avenatti was a creepo. I mean, they knew people who knew him and knew he was a fraud, but they kept having him on anyway. There's got to be lots of emails or texts or something that would show that. 
Well, go back to the original sin of Jim Comey with the freaking Steele dossier, promoting that mm. all over the place when he knew it to be false. You know, uh, boy, that'd be interesting if Trump sued Comey over defamation over that, but uh, unlikely to happen. But like I said, it's I just, there's guess that he's at least ask a lawyer if that was possible. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, it's just it's hard to sue a media outlet. Um, because we have such staunch protections of the free media here in this country, and it's a beautiful thing. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Would there be any net positive if Fox ends up on the hook for a whole bunch of money where cable news hosts, maybe radio talk show hosts too, feel like, you know, I can't just say anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, one defense Fox has that's pretty good, <clears throat> is it is unquestionably newsworthy that the president of the United States was making various accusations. And for the people sure, to give airtime to the people making those accusations is uh, absolutely defensible from a news perspective. That is a good point. He was the sitting president of the United States making statements. What, are you going to not cover that? Oh, but here's here's the problem, and here's the rub for Fox. They have plenty of records of these various hosts behind the scenes saying this stuff is garbage and I don't believe it. <clears throat> but then they made noises on the air like they did believe it in order to curry favor with their voters who were listening to Trump and assuming that Trump was being sincere about the vote fraud claims. And I don't think he was. Um, Steve Bannon absolutely wasn't. He admitted as much a year before the election that he was going to do it no matter what happened. Um and so how sympathetic to the accusations do you get to come off, specifically the accusations about Dominion voting machines? Never mind, you know, voting irregularities in Arizona or, or Georgia or whatever, because that's that's irrelevant to the case. How sympathetic a noise can you make on the air about something you believe to be false that then damages a, co a company and get away with it? It's going to be an interesting case to follow if you're a First Amendment freak like we are. Uh, and just for the record, if you're angry at us for, uh, you know, stating any of these things the way we did, Murdoch, who runs Fox, says that his hosts were endorsing things they knew weren't true. He said that himself yesterday, or he wrote that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. We'll see how that shakes out. You know, I had one more point I wanted to make. Uh, oh, um, I have some sympathy for Fox because we feel it ourselves and we're sticking our necks out here. We know a lot of you're angry at this segment and hell, maybe you never listen again. As I always say, I hope you have a long and happy life and maybe you come back someday. Um, there's something to be said for. It's like in parenting. If you lose your kids attention, you lose your ability to communicate with them. If you go too hardcore, too tough love, too soon, you don't have any influence. Yep. You can't gently bring them back. And so Fox was thinking, defensively, they're a for-profit business. Even if people are wrong, if we piss them off so much that they're gone forever, well, then we can't talk to them about anything. We don't want that to happen. It's a balancing act. You can text. Your I'll never listen again texts at 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. Man, it's only a, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Ten words. Those ten words, you wouldn't think ten words could anger me that much. That's just an awful, awful thing for the President of the United States to say to pander to a room of uh, black politicians mostly during Black History Month. But just, what what is that? What the that hell is stupid. that? was stupid. It was sickening. It was immoral. It was racist. It was... And the whole pandering part of it is just, oh, yeah, it, it makes yeah. my skin crawl. I know. I would think it would... Because white people are stupid, and you all know it. And we all know it, so yeah. I mean, that's a given. The average right. white person is stupid, but even though I am white, I'm not stupid, and here's why. Please um, please like me because of my self-loathing. Be, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, God. My racial, my self-hate over my skin color, please like me. Oh, that is so awful. Well, there are many, many people like that. Many of them, you know, certainly not all, many of them... Reasonably affluent females with uh, Lululemon pants and unhappy marriages, uh, to paraphrase Tucker, <laughs> um, who believe that the greatest sign of enlightenment is racial self-loathing. God, that's weird. It's perverse, man. It's perverse. Uh, so uh, the homelessness problem, bums and junkies, homelessness, it goes by many names, is just growing in the uh, in, in California in particular. Uh, Public Policy Institute of California out with new numbers. Uh, nationally, California's topped the list for the state with the largest homies, homeless population for more than a decade. As of last year, about a third of all people in the U.S. experiencing homelessness resided in California, including half of all unsheltered people. Now, there we get into the weird variations or subcategories of homelessness that uh, they use, and and I don't think most people understand that they throw around various terms to mean various things. Uh, people uh, experiencing homelessness might include those staying in hotel rooms as temporary housing. Um, they're living somewhere, but just because there's a moratorium on evictions, it, it's more complicated than it ought to be. But since 2020, California's overall homeless population has increased by about 6% compared to less than half a percent in the rest of the country. In other words, California's population, homeless population, has increased about 13 times faster than the average, or more than the average. Yeah, and uh, yeah, getting to the way they count it, I think for the general public, what I'm concerned about is the scary-looking drug addict who's right next to the ATM I want to use. Right. Or yeah. in the park where I'm trying to hang out with my kids. That's what right. I'm talking about. Yeah. Dangerous bums and junkies. That's my problem. Some poor son of a gun who had a medical problem and can't make his run anymore. I got, I got plenty of sympathy for them. It's bums and junkies I'm worried about. Here's a, for instance, and it's more complicated than it ought to be, as I was saying, a 17% increase in the homeless but sheltered population. So there's quote-unquote homeless, but they have a place to live. It's That's one a of good the one. subcategories. What? That's a good one. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Calling this the Chinese virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from China. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. As about three years ago, Trump was referring to the virus from China as the China virus, and you heard that reporter there. I wish I knew who it was from what outlet. Why do you keep calling it the China virus? Some people, I love, I love this line of questioning. Some people say it's racist. Are you saying it's racist? (laughs) Have the guts to say you believe it's racist. Or, or have the some people saying that come ask me. Next question. <laughs> Chicken ass. Sorry. Anyway, uh, this, of course, is in light of the fact that yesterday the Department of, Department of Energy put out their report that they think the most likely scenario is COVID came out of the Wuhan lab there where they study that very sort of thing that then traveled around the world and cost $15 trillion to the planet and... Millions and millions of lives. So uh, so a major science department of a Democratic presidential administration said that the very idea that was banned and mocked is the most likely. Kind of makes you want to resist censorship, doesn't it? 
Good one. Um, and by the way, everybody has this question. I had this question when I first heard it. The Department of Energy. What is what the, the how about are we going to ask the Department of Transportation next what they think of it? The Department <laughs> of Energy runs the labs. They're part of the national security apparatus. I didn't know that, but they are. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's that. Um, here's Kimmel. Probably the day Trump was calling it the China virus and got questioned of that mocking Trump for calling it. He's also pushing U.S. intelligence to find evidence for this theory that the virus was accidentally released from a lab in Wuhan. That's his new angle to feed the wingnuts, uh, to treat this virus like it was a conspiracy of some kind. It should have never happened. This plague should never have happened. It could have been stopped. But people chose not to stop it. (laughs) What people? Tomorrow he'll blame the Spanish flu on Antonio Banderas. Ha ha ha, giggle, what people? The Chinese Communist Party, you dope. Dummy. Yeah, healthcare professionals, uh, cops that have cordoned, could have cordoned off various areas. Lots of people could have been involved in trying to stop this from spreading around the world. Ha ha ha, what people? Another conspiracy to feed the wing nuts. Yeah, yeah, some of the people who did try to stop it or tell the world about it are in jail or have disappeared and are probably in a shallow grave, Jimmy. Hilarious. But it's just, I, I don't, how did that kid? So... Trump derangement syndrome was that thick at that point. Yeah. That even suggesting the, everything Trump said in that clip he played is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. 100% accurate. It started in China. They could have stopped it, but they didn't. People could have stopped it, but they didn't. Is exactly right. We don't know how successful they would have been at stopping it, but it would have been a lot better effort than what we got. Um, well, in fact, virtually everything Trump said there is d- beyond dispute. Not just probably right, but beyond dispute. The utter lack of cooperation by the Chinese authorities whenever anybody tried to understand the virus in the early days is evidence enough. And in that clip, at least, Jimmy Kimmel's not even going with the Trump claims that it's a Chinese weapon release. No, he's just mocking the idea that it could have come out of their lab. Again, it's weird that the most likely scenario was treated as ridiculous. And again, as I always point out, the Washington Post with a front page report that the State Department folks who are there inspecting the Wuhan lab cabled back that they are dangerously negligent in their security protocols. They're terrible at it. One of the quotes was, it's run more like a dentist's office than a level four uh, hazmat situation. And, and then a, a, a virus leaks from that very lab, and that's unthinkable. How dare you even suggest that? For the wing nuts. That's right. So, and again, this is the part I can't let go. Because you people hated Trump so much, you sided with and ran interference for the Chinese Communist Party that had unleashed a plague that killed millions. That's how obsessed you weak-minded people were with Trump. You dumb bastards. (laughs) You're pathetic. (laughs) So here's Senator Tom Cotton around the same time period. Here's what we do know. This virus did not originate in the Wuhan animal market. Just a few miles away from that food market is China's only biosafety level four super laboratory that researches human infectious diseases. Now, we don't have evidence that this disease originated there, but because of China's duplicity and dishonesty from the beginning, we need to at least ask the question. So there's the senator, Republican senator, stating what? obviously would be the most likely scenario, and here he is being mocked by the rest of the media. 
Tom Cotton a couple of days ago uh, spouting a conspiracy theory that the Chinese made yeah. this virus up. Don't try to spool up uh, some of whoever was wearing tin, tin foil hats in your audience. Let's apply Occam's razor and just call <laughs> crazy, crazy. This is crazy. This is an insane thing to yeah. do. It's just wildly irresponsible and was totally unnecessary. I don't know what Tom Cotton gets out of this. In the 1980s, I remember when the far left trafficked in rumors about HIV having been invented in CIA labs. The far right has now found its own virus conspiracy theory. And remember the last sentence of Tom Cotton's statement. Given the dishonesty and the obfuscation of the Chinese authorities, we at least have to ask the question. Boy, yeah, that's some real tinfoil hat stuff, Joe Scarborough. Yeah, that's that's just like saying the CIA invented AIDS there. Uh, what's your face? What is his face again? Why can't I come up with his name? Fareed Zakaria. Who I used to have respect for. That was that was so stupid. I need better words for stupid to describe how stupid that is. Yeah, I just I I feel like whatever that was is more of a danger to us right now than COVID or figure, figuring out where COVID came from. Just let's not ever do that again, where we ignore the most obvious thing. God, if Trump had been president in September 2001, would would the, the most of the media argued that it was ridiculous to blame Al Qaeda? <laughs> they might have, or they'd blame income inequality, or I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, because that's just it's craziness. Yeah, let me hear that Ned Price clip number twenty-five, Michael. Uh, for more than two years now. The PRC has been blocking from the beginning international investigators and members of the global health uh, community from accessing information that they need uh, to understand the origins of COVID-19. Well, from you say uh, sworn in as the spokesperson for the U.S. Department of State. For now, why would he be promoting the insane, insane notion? Uh, he was sworn in on January 20th, 2021. That would be uh, Inauguration Day for Biden, right? Yeah. So the um, uh, the Chinese, though, it's working out for them. They came out strong yesterday and said, let's not politicize a, a pandemic. And and uh, you're smearing us and uh, you're racist and all these various things. And uh, it's been working for them. They got to hide a virus that leaked out of the, one of their labs and... I don't think they're ever going to pay a price for that. Well, and what the Jimmy Kimmel's and Joe Scarborough's of the world overlook as they flack for the Chinese Communist Party is that even if the lab leak theory isn't indeed true, because nobody's claiming it's 100% true, just that it's the most likely source. Maybe it was the uh, the pangolin having sex with the beaver in the wet market or whatever. Um, or, or, you know, whatever other origin from China that, that, that explains it. The Chinese Communist Party was brutally inhumane in not sharing genetic codes, uh, sequences, uh, not permitting investigators to investigate. They, to protect themselves, to cover their own butts, prevented the world from preventing millions of deaths regardless, regardless of the actual origin of the thing. And what Jimmy Kimmel and Joe Scarborough and the rest are doing is flacking for them 
making sure nobody ever calls them to account for that horrific sin just because they're so obsessed with Trump. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed as an adult. And as we've said uh, before, trying to communicate what happened to future generations will be nearly impossible because they won't believe somebody smart and in a position of responsibility could be that, how would you even describe it? Crazy? Deluded? So obsessed that they would say and do things so illogical. No, I won't, I won't even allow the question to be asked. It, it's like a mass psychosis. It was like the Salem witch trials. It's astonishing. Pretty crazy to have lived through. I hope we don't have many more rounds of this sort of thing coming our way over different topics. Well, and I tell you what, uh, the fact that not only the Chinese communists, but the Jimmy's Kimmel, the uh, the Joe Scarborough and the New York Times and, and all the cable hosts, MSNBC, CNN, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, who, who banned any discussion of the lab leak theory for a substantial amount of time. The fact that they will never be in a real way called to account for what they did. Well, it, it'll drive you either to prayer or meditation or, or drink. <laughs> or all three. Prayer, meditation. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. God, help me in my medication. Take a shot of whiskey. <sighs> sounds like a reasonable option. Or I hunt them down and berate them. <laughs> um, we will finish strong next on a variety of topics. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So 
sounds like from your experience, you see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the cheesecake factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. <laughs> so uh, good on a texter who said the whole lab leak thing is like that cheesecake clip. It's like uh, a virus has escaped from the viral lab that studies these viruses. Not clear where the virus may have come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. It comes well, from China. Well, and that reminds me of John Stewart, liberal John Stewart, who, you know, to his credit, I think he's wrong sometimes. I, I, I disagree with him a lot, but I think he's the sort of guy who speaks the truth as he perceives it. He's not deliberately dishonest. Correct. And, and during the, the, the COVID thing, he would say, you know, the lab, the city, the town where this thing started, they got the lab that studies it. It's not crazy. Right. Anyway. Maybe a pangolin kissed a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so a uh, completely different topic. I thought this was interesting. Um, uh, in the U.S., Let's see. What's the specific statistic? Uh, the return to office rates among workers in a bunch of European and Asian cities have climbed over 75%. Over 75% have gone back to the office. The U.S. is sitting at about half, a little under 50%. Huh. And San Francisco uh, leads all cities in terms of people not going back to the office. The, the 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 most ghostiest ghost town in America. Mm-hmm. So what what drives it then? Is it the kind of work people do? The kind of people? Uh, a couple of couple of different things. Just uh, first of all, the statistics: uh, U.S. office occupancy rates stand at between forty and sixty percent of pre-pandemic levels, depending God. what city you're. Dang looking at. it! That's a lot of open, empty office space. Forty to sixty. That compares Whoa. to seventy to ninety percent in Europe and the Middle East. Uh, return to offices even more common in Asia, where rates range from 80 to 110 percent, meaning that in some cities people are in the office nowadays more than the pandemic. Because they hate their family. Here's why. Tight labor market in the United States. So you can ah. say, I'll do the job, but I'm not going to haul my hiding into the office more than a couple of days a week. That's part of it. Longer commutes. And they think less effective public transit in, in more places in the U.S. Public transit, train systems, the rest of it, Europe's just built for it better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a variety of reasons. If you've ever been over there, you understand it. But the, we're just, this is a huge country. I rode Amtrak just the other day with the kids for fun. We do it every now and then. And uh, it was so hard to figure out the ticket system. It was so convoluted in the website. And I thought, I have bought tickets in foreign lands where I don't speak the English, the, the language and have never right. seen their system before. Way easier than this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Practically effortless. Yep. Uh, so longer commutes and, and less mass transit that's usable. And then the one uh, thing that I thought was really interesting that I hadn't heard anybody else uh, break down was... Uh, we have more rooms per home, per person in the United States. We have bigger ah, houses. Ah, that is an angle I had not thought of. Yeah, and it's funny. They had a chart. I swear they had you a chart. Can't Where'd the chart go? You can't zoom from home, you know, in the living room where the kids are hanging out and the dog's barking and everything. you got to have at least one extra room. Yeah, sure. 
Right, right. And so, yeah, it's just easier and, and more practical. Um, and it's, uh, it's a pretty stark difference, too. And I was surprised that uh, the U.S. was on top of the rooms per person. And then uh, the Japanese were next. I'd always heard that, oh, Japanese incredibly tight for space, blah, blah, blah. But um, it was like uh, the Germans and the Brits that had the least, fewest rooms per person. So, yeah. That's, do we do a variety of reasons? Do we do more laptop jobs than other countries? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But um, mm, your laptop I, I, job, your people, developed countries, I, uh, I doubt it. But if you got a laptop job, like anybody that can, you can do practically everything you do as long as you have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you stopped going into work, it really had to be a "why was I ever going into work?" moment. So uh, living arrangements are one reason Americans are more likely to live in spacious suburban houses. Uh, they mentioned that Hong Kong small apartments, for example, often house multiple generations, making working from home less appealing, <laughs> making it sound hellish. Suburban sprawl means Americans have longer, more tedious commutes, plagued by worsening traffic jams and another reason to stay home. That's pretty funny. It's Your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There is our technical director pressing the buttons, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, I'm checking out the new baseball rules, and I'm not sure if this one's been confirmed, but uh, to improve the scoring, after three strikes, the umpire will either place the ball on a tee for the batter to hit, or the manager will come out and pitch underhand yes. to the batter. So. Oh <laughs> It should bring up the home runs. It should indeed, Michael. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us. I came across this earlier and wounded me. I think it's true. Not even your closest friends and relatives want to hear what time of day you drink coffee and what kind you drink and why. Any stories about your customer service frustrations, how little sleep you got or how much alcohol you drank, or your most recent travel delay or deal. Nobody wants to hear your story. I need to remember that because it's probably true. (laughs) My final thought is there's plenty online today, during COVID, around elections, whatever, that I think is wrong or dopey or even dangerous at times. And I kind of wish it didn't exist. But people who want to take your freedom away always have a reason why your speech should be limited. And why certain speech is just too dangerous to hear. And they're almost always wrong. And they're almost always motivated not by the grand principles they cite, but by wanting more power. Don't let them do it. Fight censorship. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all tons and tons of hot links there for you. Great clicks, stories, perspectives. Some of them we talked to, many of them we didn't even get to. You can drop us a line, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, keep them short. And uh, also, uh, ANG swag is available. T-shirt, hat, hoodie, the sports bra, endorsed by my daughter. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. The words of a president matter. I I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Are you sure of that, dude? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. It is what it is. Y'all think I'm kidding. Go away. Adios, mofo. I said bye. That's it. So let's go out with a bang. Yes, I'll love you in the morning now. Pull down your pants. Ew.
I mean, it was just Laundry. so... Well, yes, it was. That high note? Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information there are choices that can change your life like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45 it's one of the most common cancers for women and men and it doesn't always have symptoms but there's good news routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it and there's even better news you have screening options make the choice to put your health first talk to your doctor about your screening options or Visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information.